I want to talk today about gospel infusion. Mm, so, so here's what I mean word. by that. We preach the gospel in our sermons, right. and we need to continue to, to do that better and better. We need to, we need to make sure that, that it's not just a talk, that it's a gospel sermon, because mm. we get to the cross, we get to Christ, He yeah. is elevated. But gospel infusion for me is this concept of preaching the gospel in all of these other elements that we do as a church. Yep. So I'd love for us to, to back and forth, really talk about some of the major ways that we try to preach the gospel beyond just the pulpit. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radner, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, the lead pastor of August Gate in St. Louis, joined by Hayden Ratner, senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Good yes, to sir. be with you, man. Yeah, man, it's super good to be here. In fact, we were just a part of the Send Network church planting orientation. Yeah, man. And to see right around, what, 100 plus, 150 planters? 160 planters and then a number of... Field leaders that are brand new coming into orientation, getting the core values and the vision. Yeah. Man, just so fresh to just be in the room. I'm hearing about prospectuses or as a prospecti. <laughs> Either way, I don't know. <laughs> um, new church names, churches being started in cities, creative ways to go about planting. Yeah. This is it. This is the way forward. Planting yeah. new churches everywhere for everyone. Come on. Hey, can you just go ahead and do me a favor? Can you just hit the subscribe <laughs> button right. right now on your podcast app? Wherever you're, wherever you're watching or streaming or listening to this, maybe even give it a review. Share this with somebody, because we got some good stuff to talk about here today. I tell you what, one of the most encouraging things about the orientation in relation to the podcast is I had more than a dozen guys come and say, "Hey, yeah, I listen to the podcast, sure, and it's helpful." Yep, and that's really that's really encouraging to hear, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and specific episodes. It's like, yeah. man, the one you guys did specifically on city engagement, or the one you guys did on developing team, like yeah. that was the one for me. So it was cool to, if you're listening to this and you're a planter, shout out to you. And if maybe you're considering planting, this is good content for you yeah. to consider. Yeah, we wanted today talk about hiding something that all of those planters that we just had in the room. Yeah, it really helps them. It relates to them, and it really all those listeners out there that are planting or just pastoring. Sure. They're working in the church and they're thinking, hey, how do I take the next step? How do I get better? We've talked about that in a recent That's episode. Right. How do we get better? I want to talk today about gospel infusion. Mm. So, so here's Great what I mean word. by that. We preach the gospel in our sermons. Right. And we need to continue to, to do that better and better. We need to, we need to make sure that, that it's not just a talk, that it's a gospel sermon because mm. we get to the cross. We get to Christ. He's yeah. elevated. But... Gospel infusion for me is this concept of preaching the gospel in all of these other elements that we do as a church. Yep. So I'd love for us to, to back and forth, really talk about some of the major ways that we try to preach the gospel beyond just the pulpit. Mm. Preach the gospel beyond just the pulpit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes comes from Dr. Tim Keller mm -hmm. out of New York, and he says, the gospel is not just about God's power. Mm -hmm. The gospel is God's power. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Romans 1.16, yeah. unashamed of the gospel, for yeah. it is the power of God for salvation. So yeah. I think this is a fitting subject yeah. for us to talk about when it comes to ministry, especially planting. But I, I do not ever want to assume 
people know what the gospel is. Yeah. Can I tee you up real yeah, quick, yeah. Pastor Noah, yeah. to, to just give us a quick version of the gospel. What is yeah. the gospel? So at August Gate, we say that the gospel is everything, including the predetermined plan, the incarnation, the life, the physical death, the burial, the bodily resurrection, the ascension, and the coming return wow. of the Lord Jesus and all of its effects. So good. And then we quickly go to Titus 2 and we say it is the salvation that has appeared for all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness right. and yes to God. Yeah. The gospel is that that message, but it's also the power that gives us the ability to turn from our sin and turn to God and be transformed through and through. So good. And, I love that. Yeah. The, the, the gospel, essentially, and I think I, I mentioned this in a previous episode, um, I had this conversation with this young lady on the airplane. She is a Mormon missionary. Yeah. And to quote her, she used this language of, you know, Jesus did what he did to atone for sin, but now we need to do what we mm. are supposed to do to do our part. Mm-hmm. And what I just tried to lovingly share with her is, no, like that's the part. Like <laughs> Jesus did our, the gospel yes. is that Jesus did our part on the yeah. cross, dying for our past, present, future sins, taking those sins into the grave, right. triumphantly resurrecting, and saying all who would come and put their faith on me, believe yeah. on me, yeah. would be saved. Yeah. It is finished. Yeah. Oftentimes I find myself speaking this to our church and to people who, because I think, I think we tend to drift, right, toward adding to the gospel, toward earning it, toward working yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, not that we shouldn't work hard, but we shouldn't work hard to try to earn yeah. grace, yeah. which is a contradictory statement in itself. That's right, that's right. And so I try to encourage people, no, Jesus really meant what he said when he said it is finished. That's right. It wasn't a it is finished as long as Noah does enough. That's right. And so, yeah, I love the gospel. I think some of the different ways that I'm I'm speaking the gospel, keeping the gospel close mm-hmm. uh, to me is um, in, in our prayer meeting. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. You guys have, you guys have leveled up in this last season. Mm-hmm. You've been having a prayer meeting weekly. Weekly. And it's transforming your church. It is. Talk yep. to us how the gospel's infused to all of that. Yeah, the gospel's infused to all of that because every Wednesday evening from 6.30 to 8, sometimes 6.30 to 7.30, right? If we can just get an hour of power in together is is really helpful for our church. Um, and I find ourself, myself reminding us the very reason we're even able to go to God, able to access God, Romans 5, yeah. that first few verses there, we, we're able to access God through faith in Christ yeah. who loved us and gave himself up for us. Yeah. And so we're thinking about the gospel, the good news that, right, a, apart from Christ, we can't do anything, including yeah. have effective prayers. But in Christ, he listens. Yeah. Therefore, let's pray. That's you know, let, therefore, let's, let's, let's take God up on the access we have good. to approach him. Even the Hebrews author, Hebrews 4, would say even with boldness yeah. or even with confidence yeah. because of the gospel. So That's I think that affects our prayers. It, it moves us to approach God with a, a sense of humility and confidence that he listens. It's a different kind of prayer. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not outside the presence of God, banging on the door, trying to find a way to, can we possibly come in? Right. It's walking through the door, covered in Christ. That's right. And wow. praying prayers in his name. And so he, good. He promised that he's that the father's going to hear them. Yeah, yeah it's so good. 
What, how about you? What are some of the ways that you're, yeah. you're infusing the gospel into church planting into your life? Yeah, so one of the greatest ways we try to do it in our church plant life is, is through worship. Uh, so there's all kinds of ways to, to sing songs. There's all kinds of great songs out there that, are, that say true things. Mm-hmm. They, they, Old Testament songs that are based in certain themes, New Testament songs based on certain themes that don't necessarily preach the implicit or explicitly have more of an implicit gospel. Yep. We want the explicit gospel. And so whenever we sing those songs, our worship team is very quick to tee them up yep. by putting them within context, just like you said with the prayer meeting. Great. Like because we have access, we come to the Father. And so if we're singing a song, uh, say, for instance, in an older hymn, I Surrender All. Mm. No, 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 you don't. Let's be wow. honest. Before we come into this, we surrender some at best. Jeez. We surrender some. But because wow. of because Jesus surrendered all his perfect obedience, good. we come now and make it our prayer. We say, God, this is our desire. We want to surrender all yep. as best we can in our power. We, we are laying it all down, but yep. we need your help, your grace, your power. And then we go sing that, and all of a sudden people are like, it's because of the gospel I can do this. Hmm. That's it's fresh. just different. It's just That's different. It, it leads us from this synergistic understanding. Like, oh, we, we have to work within. Right. God gives us a little bit. we got to add to it to the monergistic of this is done by grace through faith alone. God does the work, and we surrender to it. Man, that's so good. Yeah, there's something about singing the gospel. Yeah, I mean, praise songs are powerful, right? Yeah. Talking about the attributes of God, it's almost like in a, in a way a horizontal praise, like we're singing about God and we're all proclaiming that. Then there's that vertical worship where you're going right to God. Yeah. But singing about the gospel, it I think it makes it it makes that worship so personal. Yeah, that it moves you to to sing to yeah. Yeah. to to even. I like how Kevin DeYoung says it. He says the gospel in one moment could make you feel so horrible and mm-hmm. sad and at the very same moment so glad. Yeah. yeah. You're like you're broken, I'm a sinner, I'm on my way to hell and at the same moment wait, there's a cure. Yeah. And I think helping people soak in that. It's really good. Um, one other way that we've done that in our church is this might be a, a podcast in itself one day yeah. is just talking about the the topic of communion. The Lord's mm-hmm. Supper. Yes. I feel like there's varying interpretations, maybe not interpretations on what communion is. Right, right. Although there had been in church history with Luther and, you know, <laughs> yeah. some, somebody got slapped, I but think. we're all Baptists. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baptist yeah. faith and message. Right, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we know where we're at. That's right. <laughs> and, um, but as far as how frequent, how yeah. often yeah. Um, churches partake in communion is, I feel like, open to interpretation. Sure. I know for us, we decided we were going to do a first Sunday Great. of the month rhythm. Yeah. So we've done that since the start of our church six years ago. Every first Sunday of the month, we know that at some point in the service, we're going to break for a moment, maybe not break for a moment, we're going to have an intentional moment where we partake in communion together. Yeah. And what this has done is it's created an automatic gospel rhythm for our church what also has been cool about that is I've, I've tried to be intentional to to give that moment away as a teaching rep to somebody on our team, that that at some point in the service we're gonna have at at minimum a five minute devotion on what communion, what the Lord's Supper is, yeah. and and those who teach that moment always say, well, well give me some give me some guiding rails, and I said at minimum, if you don't say anything else, at least if you say this, you're winning. If you talk about the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. and you talk about the body of Jesus, and you talk about the gospel of Jesus, that's really what we need to be reminded of. Yeah. As often as you do this, remember yeah. what I did on the cross. Right. And so 
Um, I want to say Charles Spurgeon said, the communion elements are spectacles you put on mm. to look at the cross. That's so good. Right? Love it. And Love so it. I, I think that if you're a planter and you have a service, maybe you may even be a group leader and you're working on getting your 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 church, taking time to celebrate and, and honor the Lord's Supper is a, is a gospel witness. It really is. Yeah. yeah, we do it every week at our church for that reason. Okay. It's at the end of the sermon— Every single week, it's a part of our response. We pray, we give, we take the Lord's Supper, we sing. It's our gospel response. Amazing. Because no matter what the application of the text is, we say that it's only by the finished work of Christ that we are able to walk in obedience to the Father. Jeez. We're able to preach against moralism. It's not white knuckling and work harder, do better. Unless you have trusted in Jesus, you will have the ability to obey God. Yeah. You must start here. And so we've just built it in. I think there's maybe been five times in the entire 12 years of August Gate that we've not taken communion. And it's just been because those were going to be moments where it's mostly lost people, mm-hmm. and we, we still feel a, a level of fencing the table at some level. Yeah. Because we're Baptist. Um, hey. And so we're like, we're not able to do that well, but almost every single week, yeah. Powerful. Hey, another way that, that yeah. we want to infuse the gospel is is through what we call, we have these these four Ps in our, our rhythms of discipleship. Mm-hmm. We, we believe that discipleship ha- happens best within the context of intentionally gospel-centered relationships. So we call them. And I love so that. we call them knots, which are it's a literary term that means a tightly knit group of people. Mm-hmm. So it's three to six people, same gender most of the time, that are meeting together and they're diving in deeper into discipleship intentionally, wow. gospel centered community. And they have different rhythms. One of the rhythms is preach. And it's not preach in a sense of expositional preaching, opening text authoritatively, like right. the elder in the church. Instead, it is I'm preaching the gospel to you. We want our people to know that my job in discipleship is to give you the truth of the gospel, not my advice. Mm -hmm. And so often, my wife kind of created this phrase in most of her discipleship relationships. It's so simple. Someone says something, and she doesn't really know how to give them advice. She says, what do you think the gospel says about that? Mm. And people stop and say, I don't know. I've never even thought about that. And then she leads them into that. So Mm -hmm. we teach our people across the table, that's how you infuse the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking through a church discipline situation right now with a marriage that's breaking up. And the husband and wife are both sinning against each other, and both of them need the gospel. The gospel helps you change. The gospel helps him change. (laughs) There's hope because of Jesus. So we want to infuse the gospel into discipleship relationships. Yeah, so good. Let me go ahead and even jump into that that topic. Um, When I think about the subject of baptism in the life of our church, we... We say we're not rushing to get people wet. Our church, again, I'm not saying that this is the rule. We don't do spontaneous baptisms. Um, We want to give people at least a week to invite people. We think that the the act of baptism itself is a gospel witness. I'm not against a person getting baptized on the spot, right? Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch, Acts 8. Um, But we want to encourage those people taking that next step of baptism, one, we want to have a conversation with you about your why. Why do you want to get baptized? And we want to hear some gospel language. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, I've heard so many wild reasons to get baptized. <laughs> um, and a lot of them aren't true, yeah. aren't, the, aren't the right why. Yeah. And so here, those are softballs to say, okay, okay, let me stop you right there. It's not because of your grandma who passed away. It's, yeah. it's, it's not because if the pastor does it, it's more spiritual. Right. It's not because you just wanted to have a restart and you fell into sin last night, yeah. right? Um, here's why. And you get a chance to share the gospel, yeah. right? 
Um, and so I let, I want to honor my wife, Nina, as she has a lot of those gospel conversations with women in our church, yeah. when, as she's baptized so many women in our church who are ready to take that step. She goes into those meetings, and she, she told me this this past week. She goes, man, some of those meetings are heavy because I know we're going to get to the gospel. Yeah. Gospel will confront you in your sin, yeah. right, and at the same time show you freedom, show you the Savior. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I, I would even encourage the person listening right now to— let me give you an example. Yeah. Uh, a guy that's about to get baptized in our church, um, he, he pulled me aside— and he said, now, I've been baptized before, mm. but here's how it went. I was at a specific church. Um, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it for God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get baptized. I went up, and I said, hey, I'm ready to get baptized. I said, what's your name, your shirt size? Go stand in that line. He goes, I never knew why. Oh, wow. And, and so, again, I'm not, not trying to shade another church. Sure. I'm just saying that is a gospel yeah. Layup. Yeah, right there. You know, let me let, before you get wet. <laughs> uh, let me explain why you go down into the water. Yeah. Romans six four. Right. I've been yeah. buried with Christ. Yeah. Come up out of the water. Yeah. As a you know, not that baptism saves you, but it's the response. It's it's yeah. a it's this picture. It's the gospel picture. Yeah. Of what happened to me. Yeah. Spiritually. Good. We, we've hit a couple, we hit the two ordinances. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hit another one that's give, not an ordinance. Give it to me. Some people actually consider that, some like fringe Baptist groups yeah. out there. But um, I think you can infuse the gospel. We do through the act of foot washing. Wow. Now, now let me tell you how this goes. So uh, we, we, practice, we practice covenant <laughs> membership. Okay. And in that, we believe that it's not membership like to a gym. You pay some money, show up when you want to, and mm-hmm. you don't when you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have like an all access pass. Instead, it is being a part of the body of Christ, locking arms for life and ministry. Mm. And we have a covenant that we all agree to and commit to to one another. And then when we bring new members in, we want a couple things to happen. Number one, we, we bring them forward. So everybody in the church sees them. They, they're saying, God's called me here. We have uh, a small group leader that's been instrumental in their life come, and they sit in a chair, and they, and they kneel before them, and they share for a couple minutes of how they're encouraged that God's mm-hmm. bringing them and what wow. the gifts they see in their life. And then you're gonna go there. Aren't they you? take their feet up. They take their shoes off and, oh, and they wash their feet. So powerful. Either in a membership meeting or even in worship services. We did this a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning. Uh, and here's why: I teach through John 13. I say before Jesus went to the cross, mm. before the Last Supper, yep. before he even instituted communion. I, I talk the whole story of Jesus became the servant when no one else wanted to. And the profound thing is, after he did this, and he said, "You have to do this to be a part of me." After he did this, he looked at them and says, I want you to go and do likewise for one another. So good. We don't think he instituted another ordinance, but we say, is there a better picture in all of Scripture, what it means like, uh, what it means to be the the gospel for one another? So good. Because of Jesus, he has served us. We can serve one another. And so uh, I actually washed the feet of this like burly, mustached, tough police officer in our city. And he's like, dude, you're not touching me. I don't want any of that. Here's the reason why. Because it was so emotional for him of just like, Man, I belong to a family. Yep. And so we believe that even in that, it's another opportunity to preach what Christ has done. So we say this is what Christ has done, and we get to image it as we do it for one another. There's definitely some gospel activity, <laughs> some gospel humility, right, in yeah. the act of— sure. Let's just recap. I mean, some of the things I just heard, right, we can infuse the gospel in worship. Yep. Infuse the gospel in prayer, prayer mm-hmm. meetings. Infuse the gospel in baptism. Infuse the gospel in— Partaking in the Lord's Supper, communion, infuse the gospel in foot washing, infuse the gospel in membership. 
Discipleship. Discipleship. Small groups, yeah. 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 We're seven for seven right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Small group. And so I think that there's, there's plenty, the ways are plentiful yeah. on ways and avenues to, to be intentional about communicating the good news, uh, not, not bad news, right? There's an essence of bad news in it, but holistically, this is good news. And it's good. I had one of the things I, I, I'm on a kick on right now is telling people like all that doctrine. I still believe all of it. Yeah. I'm just not mad about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Want, there's there's so much going on on, so on social media and all this infighting, all these things and and I love deep doctor. I read big books by old dead guys. I, I love mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. I love to quote all the the guys who've come before. I love yeah. it. But if our doctrine, if it really is gospel centered, mm-hmm. yeah. isn't that gonna create a joy within us? It should. And so I wanna be the happiest theologian out there. Yeah. And I want in everything that we do, even when I share about hell, mm-hmm. I want it to be the lights are off. Oh, but the lights come on in Jesus. I yeah. want that. I always want to turn that light back mm-hmm. on for people. And so, man, I, what I want to encourage people to do, yep. pastors, planters, people that are listening, is everything you do, if you do it with gospel intentionality, yeah. you ask the question, how do we show the greatness and the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this? You will have gospel infusion. I love that. That's a great great mindset and and just to put it out there um probably one that does need to rise to the top just so you're aware is gospel-centered evangelism somebody's oh, wa- somebody's yeah. watching and thinking yep. this right now but y'all never shared the gospel with <laughs> yes yes we want to share the gospel yes. with lost people primarily we were talking about a yes. church setting but uh very yep. white hot evangelistic gospel-centered uh, evangelism help. Huh. I think that it was Robbie Gallaty who said the gospel made it to you because it was on its way to somebody else. Yeah, I love that quote right yeah. there. And so, yeah, I think we we hit so many topics. Noah, talk to us about if somebody wants to get connected to Send as we wrap. Yeah, if you want to plant a church with Send Network or just learn more about what yeah. it means to plant a church with Send Network, yeah. you go to sendnetwork.com. Lots of resources for people that are checking things out or ready to go all in. Or you can text the phrase Send Network to eight eight eight. One two three. Send network eight 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 one two three. Man, it's good to be with you this week. Yeah. Good to be with with you for this episode. So good, man. I'm sharpened every time. Praise God for the gospel. Until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.